You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated PG 14. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 14 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things, worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, and on here we will discuss a variety of different topics from sports to entertainment to pop culture, but above all else, we will discuss how we can make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. We're going to talk about something here today that is becoming a serious problem on levels and scales that were at one time deemed inconceivable. We're going to talk about something today that, by and large, you would think it wouldn't be on this level if there had been this little thing, and this will be the reoccurring theme throughout the course of this, common sense. Now, I don't know how many of you are, uh, how many of you are familiar with who and what I am. Like, if you've never listened to the podcast before, if you've never seen me on YouTube, if you've never been to one of my state shows, uh, even before that, I had spent almost 30 years as a professional wrestler on the independent level here in the state of Michigan. So, like, I have this vast uh, variety of experiences and scenarios and situations, and I have met people from all walks of life, young, old, and everything in between. I'm an observer. You know what I mean? Like, I will sit back and I would just observe the way things are. As much as I try to block out as much negativity that's happening in the world today, the fact of the matter is it is the dominant focal point in our society right now. Because at some point or another, everything negative, because of the way it's been sensationalized, a lot of which is done throughout the platforms of social media, Behavior that is controversial, 
that is just outright bad is what gets the clicks. It's what gets the likes. It's what gets the shares. And when all that garbage happens, all of a sudden you start to feel like you're some sort of a celebrity because you're the one that posted that video or you posted that comment. Now, I'm not really sure at what point the switch flipped, but I believe and I realize I may be in the minority here, but there's a lot of aspects of life that still come down to right and wrong, fundamentally. It comes down to black and white. Like you know what's right and what's wrong. And if you don't know whether or not it's wrong, allow me to present this to you as a very generic way of trying to determine whether what you're fixing to do is right or wrong. Is what you're fixing to post or say or do going to cause harm either physically, emotionally, mentally, to another individual? If your answer is yes, you then have the responsibility to not engage in that kind of activity. If you do proceed, a number of things happens here, at least through my eyes. Number one, you've demonstrated who you are as an individual, and it's not a good one. Two, you have a fundamental lack of basic understanding and compassion. This leads to this epidemic that is really starting to become a constant reminder in headlines. That is bullying. That is racism on this level. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You may have listened to other people talk. You may have listened to your teachers or your counselors talk. You may have listened to adults that you trust, that you confide in, that you believe in, and they're just not hammering the point home as to the, the severity of this situation. I pulled no punches. Now, I'm able, in my right mind, to conduct my message appropriately based on the age group that I'm talking to. Because the way I talk to a group of adults is not on the same level that I talk to a group of students. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get a little bit more aggressive when I'm talking to a crowd that's 18 and over. A little bit more raw, but make absolute no mistake about it. I'm not up here to 
make a conscious effort not to hurt people's feelings. Like, I'm not seeking to do that, but I'm also not going to alter what I have to say for in fear that I may ruffle your feathers. Now, you can think what you want. But I feel like in this day and age, especially right now with everything going on, in this community, in communities around the state, around the country, there's been too much emphasis on not on worrying about not hurting people's feelings, not ruffling those feathers, and the message is being lost. I don't give a damn. Because what's happened is things are occurring every day. Could be in this building, could be anywhere. To where there is a severe problem in bullying. You look around you, one in five of you have been bullied this year in some way, shape, or form, either in person or online. And like when I grew up, <laughs> pardon me, when I grew up, we didn't have social media. You know, our level of, you know, the exposure of bullying was confined to your school, to your classroom, or to the group that was on hand when the incidents were happening. And sure, people are going to talk, and then it spreads like wildfire, and they, everybody throws in their little spices, and the next thing you know, the, what started out as one thing has just engulfed into something totally different. Nowadays, y'all have these, these, these platforms for, you know, social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. This gives you worldwide access to put whatever your feelings are, whatever you put out there, you have the capability of it being seen around the world. And because you have that kind of platform at your disposal, you've lost, you've lost the grasp on what I call the basic fundamentals of life. And let me tell you something right now. The basic fundamentals of life does not revolve around social media. Now, social media can be, like, I have made no bones about the fact, anybody that's listened to me before, anybody that's seen me before, I have very much a love-hate relationship with social media. It has the, the, the capabilities to do a lot of good. It also has the capabilities to bring out the purest forms of evil that walk among us. A lot of that happens here. A lot of that happens within you. Because like I said, one, one in five of you have been bullied this year, some way, shape, or form. Now, of those ones, only a small fraction of you will seek out help. 
You don't seek out help because you don't want to ruffle feathers. You don't want to bring that kind of attention to yourself. Look, I get it. I do. Because I was very much like that. Throughout the course of my time in school, I was bullied a lot. I had a speech impediment. Couldn't talk right. I know that seems weird now, but sidebar, you're going to hear a lot of those throughout the course of this thing. I had to teach myself how to communicate effectively, to point out where my weaknesses are and find ways to work around them. That's how I'm able to do things like this. That's how I'm able to sit in a studio four or five times a week and record podcasts. That's how I spent 30 years standing in the middle of a professional wrestling ring with a microphone in my hand and telling my opponent, the fans, and the world that in a mere moments I was going to open up the proverbial can of whoop-ass. But before I learned how to do that, I got picked on horribly, humiliated. And it didn't help that, like, I was not one of those kids that had to have the top of the line of peril. I didn't give a crap about whose name was on my tags, on my clothes. As long as they matched, as long as they were clean, as long as they were in decent shape, I was good. I didn't care about fashion. I didn't care about any of that crap. It didn't mean anything to me because regardless of what I wore on my body was not going to change or alter who I was on the inside. I realized that from a very early age. See, I've been more in tune with these fundamentals of life from very early on, and I can trace that back to my parents because I hung on every word my parents said to me. I hung on every lesson they taught me because my parents were my heroes. Two of the hardest working people I have ever known who went above and beyond to make sure that my brother and I had exactly what we needed and wanted. Now that's not to say we had everything handed to us because we did not. Because one of those lessons that we were taught was you have to earn what you get. You put good out, good comes back to you. It's this whole universe thing. It's this whole karma thing. Now, people believe different things. People have different beliefs in different things. Some people believe in God and heaven. Others do not. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to say one way or the other. It's none of my business. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Doesn't matter. What does matter, ladies and gentlemen, is how we go about life and how we treat one another. Now, there's two sides to this bullying thing. The one who's dishing it out and the one who's taking it. Now, I want to focus right now on the ones who are taking it. The ones who are being bullied. 
the ones who are afraid to say anything because of the ramifications that could come down, which in their mind would make things a whole lot worse. I get it. I get it. I can totally understand where you feel like you're alone, where you feel like you have no help. It's, you know, it, you know, you may have your your circle of friends and things of this nature, people you hang out with, people that you generally care about. A lot of times what happens is um, when we are being bullied and we, uh, you know, when we turn for help from our friends, like they've scattered, they've, they have sought higher ground. Like I get that too, I understand that. I've been through this. You wouldn't think somebody of this aura would have had, you know, would have been part of that, but I was. I was, you know, I had a speech impediment. I was a wrestling fan back when wrestling was considered goofy. It wasn't accepted as a mainstream form of entertainment. But for me, like that was my dream. I, I got hooked on the whole Hulkamania boom and like that's what I was going to do. And I kept being told, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. And I could have let that derail me. I could have let that knock me off my path. I refused to because I knew from a very early age who and what I wanted to be. And no amount of crap that I had to deal with that was, that was said to me, that was bestowed upon me, was going to derail me. In fact, I used that negative energy as my tackling fuel. Like every single time I took a step forward, I used the memories and the thoughts and the hurt of being bullied, of the things that were said to me, some of the damnedest things you've ever heard in front of other people, people that I genuinely liked people that I wanted to be liked by. But I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to get them in trouble because I was afraid that if they were to get in trouble because of something that I brought, they would turn around and beat the crap out of me for it. Worse than what I had already done. Now, a lot of it was verbally, right? Because I, I our words, your words, your level of communication, I'm going to tell you right now, that is one of the strongest tools you will ever have at your disposal. You can make or break an individual with the words you use that come out of your mouth. I'm, I'm telling you. Now, Those who are being bullied, and this is going to be an easy transition to the other side of, of the coin here. Those of you who are being bullied, 
There is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help. There is, there is absolutely no sign of weakness of trying to find ways to get this crap to stop because you do not need nor do you deserve to be treated in a way or to be made to feel like you cannot come to school every day or go to work every day or go to your extracurricular activity, your sports, whatever the case may be, with a sense of fear and anxiety. Nobody should, should have to live their days every single waking moment with a level of anxiety because of the way you're being treated by other people. You don't treat people like that. You don't deserve to be treated like that. <coughs> and if that's what's happening, if this is what your day looks like, if this is how you go through your day, if this is how you feel throughout the course of your day, you need to seek help. Teacher, counselor, principal, parent, best friend, somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can confide in, somebody that's going to have your back. Not just with the lodging of the complaint, but to support you in, in the subsequent aftermath after, in the event that you were to receive some sort of ramification. I am so tired of reading these articles where these kids are being bullied, where they are being made to feel inferior, where they are made to feel like they have to alter who and what they are in an effort to be deemed more acceptable by their peers. No! Each and every one of you are individualized. Each and every one of you is special for your own reasons, for your own strengths, for your own weaknesses. If everybody was meant to be the same, we would have been made in a manufacturing plant. We would have been cloned. That clearly is not the case here. Do not ever let another person or group make you feel like you are not good enough or to make you feel like you are inferior or to make you feel like you do not serve as meaningful of a purpose as somebody else that is categorically false you like everybody else deserves to have a life that is not riddled in turmoil, chaos, controversy, anxiety. Every single one of you do. Fact of the matter is, if you are in a situation where, man, because I'm telling you, there is a tremendous percentage of students who skip school for fear of what kind of crap they're going to walk into on any given day. They are compromising their education. 
They are compromising their ability to improve their particular and individual's situation because of the actions of cowards. Yep, I said it. Bullies are cowards on so many levels. And we're going to get to that here in a minute. Now, as I mentioned, I was one who was bullied all the way up in, up until high school. It wasn't until like day two of my junior year, that summer between my sophomore and junior year, I had a growth spurt. And at that time, I was hitting weights. I was in pretty decent shape. I wasn't huge, but I was strong. I was stronger than I thought I was because... Yeah, my body had had developed into what it was, but my brain just would not catch up with the strength that my body had. Like in, in my mind, I still felt like I was this little weak kid and I couldn't defend myself. Something switched between sophomore and junior year. I realized I was getting bigger. I was realizing I, I could push more weight. I was getting stronger. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh man, I have a chip on my shoulder. Day two, my junior year. Uh, I was leaving school at the end of the day. And like there had been a few comments because there had been a couple of kids that I knew from junior high that bullied me. They, as luck would have it, they wound up in a couple of my classes and sure enough, they picked up right where they left off until day two, and I was walking out. And, like, I was walking towards the parking lot, and this two guys came up from behind me and knocked my books out of my hand from behind. I didn't see them coming, and all my papers went scattering throughout the hallway. And, you know, they had choice words as I was picking up my papers, had everything all in a pile, and they come back around and they kicked it right back across the floor. And I'm telling you what, something inside of me snapped. I stood up, grabbed the first kid by the collar of his shirt, and slammed him as hard as I could into the lockers. Now, I don't necessarily recommend this route, let me just say. I feel like your first course of action should be, you need to bring this to somebody's attention that can administer appropriate levels of discipline. I was beyond that at this point. And it just so happened that a teacher watched all this unfold. I slammed this kid up against the locker and got real close to his face. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I just told him under no, with no mistake, that is the last time you are going to do anything to bully me. Because if this happens again, the next person that picks anything up off the, the hallway floor will be him picking his teeth up off the floor. 
word for word. Now, after that day, because that spread like wildfire, as you can imagine, I wasn't messed with again. But it shouldn't have to get to that level because that escalates the situation. I feel like most of our uh, issues in life can be rectified with conversation, meaningful conversation, back and forth conversation. Communication is a huge thing, man. But make no mistake about it. You have the right to seek help. And there's nothing wrong with it. You're not weak. You're not a geek. Or whatever the term is nowadays. You're not a nerd. You're not any of that. You're a human being. You're a human being and who does not deserve to be treated this way. Nor should you. So go talk to somebody. Explain the situation. But you got to, I mean, if you're going to bring it, man, you got to bring it all. You can't pick and choose. You've got to let it all out. You got to be honest. You got to just put all your cards on the table and say, this is unacceptable and I cannot live my life like this. It's all about presentation because if you present it in a way where it's nonchalant, more often than not, it will be received as nonchalant and the response will be nonchalant but if you put a sense of urgency in it and you make no bones about the fact like this is a problem and this is affecting a lot in terms of how i feel my emotional and physical breakdown that's happening more often than not, you will find that the response will be more to your satisfaction. Don't be afraid to ask for help because you should not have your life dictated by people like that. Again, cowards. They're cowards. Now that's one aspect of it. Let's talk about the flip side. Now let's, uh, let's shift our focus here a little bit. Because we've just spent the last half hour or whatever talking about the ones who are being bullied. But there's a number of different avenues when we discuss the problem of bullying and this next part is the part that gets me fired up full disclosure fired up beyond all recognition you know as i've mentioned you know i was one that that was bullied as a kid so i mean i totally like i can relate to this on so many levels But when you start to look at the different aspects of what causes a situation like this, it can be broken down into three separate categories. And we're gonna discuss that part right now. And this is the part that gets controversial. 
this is the part that ruffles feathers because this is the part where people have to um, accept reality in the fact that their contributions to this conflict puts them on the wrong side of the equation, like they're the ones at fault here. And people don't like being told that they're in the wrong. Like in their mind, they justify their actions in some way, shape, or form. Like they are entitled to to conduct themselves in this kind of manner. And it is categorically false. Because in this day and age, like there, everybody wants to live in that gray area. You know, like people look at the gray area as like a safe haven that gives them free ride to do, say, and conduct themselves in any way, shape, or form without any kind of ramifications because they feel like that's their right as an American. Freedom of speech is a big one. Like, they feel like there should be no ramifications if their comments, either publicly or privately, uh, result in an activity that ultimately leads to another individual being harmed in some way, shape, or form. And we need to get to the bottom of this. Now, as far as the, the bully is concerned, I'm going to address you right now because there are people listening to my voice. There are people out there right now. You are the bully and you know you're the bully. Now, some of you, like you wear that like a badge of honor or something. Like you are proud to be deemed a butthole because that's what you are. I mean, to your group, to your clique of friends, you may be the end-all, be-all. You may be the epitome of what is cool in the world, in their feeble little minds. You are not. Okay? I hate to be the one to tell you that, but I will. I'll be that guy. You are not cool. Because outside your little clique, and to people with common sense in their right minds, they look upon you far less favorably than you look at yourself and that your minions feed your ego as if you walk on water or something. You do not. You do not. You look ridiculous. Okay. Let's, let's just be honest. Now, some of you are looking at, you know, some of you have that smirk on your face like, this don't apply to me. <laughs> yes, the hell it does. Yes, it does. Because the smirk on your faces tell me that. Like, I can look at anybody while I'm having a conversation like this, like right now, and I can see the... Some of you have not mastered the art of no-selling. Yeah, like you think you have. Like you think you've got it all figured out. You think you have uh, beaten the system, so to speak. You have not, because I can see it all over your faces. Anytime I embark in a conversation like this, I have a pretty good feeling, pretty good idea of who I'm talking to, what I'm talking to. Now, <clears throat> to the bully, 
Let me say a couple of things. Number one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there is something lacking in your life that you feel that the only way to fill that void is to conduct yourself in a manner that somewhere in your disconnected brain thinks it's okay to take your ill feelings, your sadness, your heartbreak, your anger, your abandonment, whatever it is that you're feeling, and you project that onto another human being who by and large, more often than not, has nothing to do with the fact that you're feeling the way that you are. You just don't know how to go about taking care of the situation at its core. So you're going to tap into a different part of your personality, a different part of your ego that, that generates some sort of a reaction from people. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's a reaction. Whereas you feel like you're finally in the spotlight or you are finally being noticed or heard or whatever you feel like you are not getting on a fundamental level. I'm sorry that that is a factor in your life because that's where a lot of the bullying stems from. There is a void in your life. And maybe some, I, I, it could be a number of different things. You don't feel appreciated. You don't feel like you're being heard. You don't feel like you're important either to your parents, to your siblings, to your peers, to your administrators, whatever the case may be. There's something missing. You need that void filled in any way, shape, or form. There's a right way and a wrong way. I mean, we've spent the majority of this thing discussing what the wrong thing is. I just don't understand why you feel like it's okay to project those ill feelings that you are dealing with with your own life onto somebody else who does not deserve to be treated in this aspect, in this way. What are you trying to get out of it? Well, I mean, I know what it is. I just told you what it is. It is a reaction. It is spotlight. It is attention these things that are lacking. There's other ways to go about trying to fill that void in a more constructive and positive manner. Here's an idea. Why don't you channel that time and energy into making a positive difference in your community or amongst your peers or to the teachers? Like I real, look, I get it. It's not cool to be perceived as somebody who gets along with teachers and counselors and principals. I don't know why that is. Because at the end of the day, you're all in one spot for the same reason. That is for education, either to teach it or to learn it. And I have found throughout the course of my life that when you are on the same page, when there's two different entities here, in this case, this scenario, like the relationship between teacher and student, 
like you're all you're all here for one reason the same reason so when you have two entities if you can get on the same page and work together for your overall success amazing things happen now i get it some of you have this quote unquote reputation to uphold you have a reputation that's all that's 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 all that matters right kind of reputation you want to be known for do you want to have a reputation that you are a decent person that makes a positive contribution every day while you are here while you go about your every day you go about your life or do you want your name to be met with the, the feeling of dread anxiety anger and every other ill feeling under the sun you know if, if you're looking to be anti-authority and that's what's deemed cool well you're on the right path but let me tell you this that path that you're on right now while you are in this environment does not translate well in the quote unquote real world as you become an, an adult because that kind of behavior ultimately more often than not leads to a less than favorable life with less than favorable consequences for your actions. If you are feeling overwhelmed by these feelings of dread and anxiety and, and there's this void in your life, like something is not clicking for you, there is absolutely nothing wrong with talking to somebody who is trained to help in these kinds of situations. Because what happens is, we get situations that, I mean, over the course of time, like it may start off small, but man, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and that animosity just bubbles up to the surface. And then what winds up happening is catastrophic, catastrophic events. You get things like Columbine, you get things like Sandy Hook, you get things like, you know, these horrible, events that take place at schools and stuff like that you i mean more closer to home you don't need to look any further than oxford michigan and everything that went down there um we need we need to figure out a way to get the spotlight off of bad behavior that is deemed quote unquote cool because this coolness that you guys call it is um it is the epitome of what is wrong in society right now it's a it, it's a contribution to the deterioration of our society and it's a vicious circle you have the opportunity to break that circle by stepping out of line and 
actually, number one, taking accountability, actually coming to terms with how you're feeling about things and setting off on a course of action that is going to help you. Help you not only get rid of that anger and the void and the heartbreak and all this ill feelings so that you can reshift your focus in a more positive manner. Because everybody says that they want a better world. Everybody says they, they want everybody to be happy. Everybody says that they want to see change. Change starts with you. Because if you are somebody that embarks on behavior that causes uh, another individual ill feelings or harm, you are on the wrong path. And if you are spending your time around people that feed into that kind of negative energy, I would suggest you're hanging out with the wrong people because you're not going to save everybody. You're, I'm not going to save everybody. There are people in this world that are just fundamentally not good people. And like if if the worst case scenario doesn't rattle them to the point to where it forces them to look at life in a different way, nothing will. And that's just their lot in life. You don't have to engage with people like that. You don't. You need to be around people that are going to celebrate you, that are going to work with you during your good times and your bad times because we all have them. But we cannot let our bad times dictate what kind of people we're going to be. We may be pissed off at the world. We may be pissed off at somebody in particular in our lives that have caused us a great deal of pain one way or the other. There's ways to tackle that in a productive way, in a way that gets some sort of resolution, good or bad, there's resolution. Taking it out on somebody else that has no part of what you're dealing with is wrong. Wrong. You don't think that your actions cause irreparable damage. But like, I, like I've said, like I've maintained, our words are among our most powerful weapons we will ever have at our disposal. What we say and how we say it can make or break another individual. And we don't take that into consideration. You don't take that into consideration. Because in your mind, you may think that that moment stops the minute you walk away, chuckling with, with your buddies. Oh man, I really got him good. Did you see the look on his face? I think he was going to cry. Does that make you feel good? That... What you said, what you did, reduced another human being to tears. That, that's cool. That makes you feel good. That, that makes you chuckle. I mean, to you, as you're walking away, you may think that that moment is done and over with, and you don't give it a second thought. But to the one that was on the receiving edge, on the receiving end of your barrage of BS, it is not done. It is very much heavy on their hearts and in their minds. 
and they replay it over and over and over and over and over again. Could be a day from now, could be a week from now, could be years from now. And that one particular moment in time is something that a lot of people may not be able to overcome. They can't get rid of because it hurt them. It affected them on such a deep emotional and mental level. Like you people have no under, you have no idea what other people are going through. You just don't. You don't take into consideration anybody else's feelings or anything like that. All you care about is how many likes, shares, clicks, and everything else that you get based on something that you may post on social media or how many, that was so awesome, you get for some butthole comment or action that you did to somebody else in the hallway, classroom, parking lot, or whatever the case may be. You're not awesome. You're pathetic. Yeah, I said it. You're right. Some of those eyeballs just got the got to be the size of softballs. Pathetic. Now I realize in this day and age, everybody is so worried about offending one another that we can't really express ourselves in the way that we see fit. I got news for you. I don't care, as you can plainly see. Because, I mean, the message is getting lost here. And you need to kind of look at life as, or, I mean, what it is. Because throughout the course of life, you're going to get your, your, your feathers ruffled a lot. You're going to have your feelings hurt. You're going to have your smooth ocean rippled and... It's going to cause some, some friction, some resistance. I'm here to tell you. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> now, I've mentioned before that, you know, I've been bullied. I had been bullied all through school up until my junior year. Uh, in which at which point, I, <laughs> I had had enough. I had had enough. My attempts to seek help were met with little response that was in my favor. I, um, I made the decision, and I, this is not something I would necessarily recommend or endorse or condone, but I mean... <laughs> Back in my day, like that's how you handled your business. It wasn't going on social media because, well, we didn't have social media. We actually took care of things face to face. And that's what happened. But I want to relay a story to you that this happened to a good friend of mine, actually, to his brother. Um, his brother was one of those people that. Well, he was deemed a nerd because he gave a crap about his grades. He gave a crap about his future. He realized at an early age that success in life started with the success in the classroom because he didn't want to be like his other relatives, their cousins and things of this nature, older uh, members of the family that he watched 
they watched just uh, barely scraping by. Minimum wage jobs, lack of work ethic, lack of education. And they were, and they watched them struggle in their adulthood, and they made they made the decision that they they were not going to go down that route. They were not going to go down that road. So they buckled down, took their classes seriously, straight A student. And like he didn't really give a crap if he wore designer clothes or anything like that, you know very basic stuff just i mean he wasn't there for a fashion show he was there to get an education and he got picked on because of it a lot um back then like every day he endured some sort of mental abuse sometimes physical abuse we had no idea they had no idea at the time you know, I didn't meet them until, you know, right after they had graduated high school. And, uh, you know, we got to be pretty good friends. And, you know, I could tell just, I could tell what this guy was. He was a smart individual. But he would tell me stories, like we would sit around camp, you know, bonfires and things of this nature, and topics like this would come up, and, and he relayed one story to me that, like, it just broke my heart because, you know, he liked this girl, and, like, he was deemed a nerd, and she was obviously more popular, and by and large, you know, this is not like a movie or something, whereas the quote unquote geek winds up with the prom queen um but like the, the girl and their her friends like orchestrated this evil plan that really humiliated this kid and like that happened their senior year but it was uh, the level of humiliation was completely off the charts because when he talked about it like you could still hear the emotion in his voice like it affected him that bad and he didn't have a whole lot of girlfriends you know what i mean like i i don't even know if he really even had a serious girlfriend uh, up until that point you know like i said he focused more on his education on his classes on his grades went to college, was going to college, um, was on a path to be a work in physical therapy, sports medicine, that type of thing. Uh, <clears throat> that one episode from his senior year was something that he could not shake. Just couldn't shake it. And, uh, you know, we knew that there was something that really bothered him. But I mean, even back then, like I, w I would always try to be like, man, that was then. You know, you're not in that chapter of your life anymore. Let's move. Let's shift our focus to the future. You know, you're on the path to do great things here. Let's focus on that. Don't worry about what happened in the past. What happens happened. It sucked. They they were buttholes. They they're going to get theirs in the end because I do believe that. Karma 
is is a funny thing. Um, it has no sense of humor. So fast forward, and uh, he wound up uh, getting involved with another girl, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the exact specifics were, but like online chatter became a thing to where this girl would go on a social media thread and like talk crap about this kid because he did not bother with social media he didn't he, he never got on myspace he never got on facebook or instagram he, he didn't care about any of that stuff he saw social media for what it was or for what it is and he wanted no part of it um, but that didn't stop her from, you know, running them down like they would get together and he would have an, uh, an idea of the way things were. And then she would go back online and just completely rip this kid apart to her friends and, and, and all this stuff. And like, I'm not really sure how he found out about it, but he found out about it. And some very personal things were said because I had seen the screenshots after the fact. Um, just some of the damnedest things anybody can say about another person in on a public forum like that. Now, he ultimately decided to take the approach of a very permanent solution to what could have been a temporary problem because it got to be too much. The actions of others made him feel like he was never going to be good enough. The actions of others are where he was abused mentally, physically, in person, and then subsequently online it got to be too much. He felt like he had no other alternative. So he made the decision that he felt was in his best interest because he just could not deal with this anymore. He never bothered anybody. He never said a cross word to anybody. Regardless of it was at school or his work or whatever. Like he, he went in and he would just do the damn thing. He would do what was expected above and beyond more often than not. Just so he could be treated with some sort of respect or be looked upon as somebody who was a hard worker, somebody that was really trying to earn their way. And apparently that was too much for people. They didn't understand that because their desire to get the clicks and, you know, the comments and the reactions on social media overrid the decent way of treating another human being. Now, after the fact, um, we had gone to the funeral and done everything like that. 
and the girlfriend or quote unquote girlfriend actually had the guts to show up to the memorial and like I didn't know who it was at the time because at the time we were sitting there talking um, I was with a group of friends that you know they weren't part of the family it was just a group of us that knew John and we were just sitting there talking and like this girl walked up because she had known one of the other guys that was in this little that was at the table that we were sitting at and I uh, was just kind of sitting back and listening to this correspondence between her and one of the other guys and it clicked as to who she was and uh, there was a part of me that wanted to open up Pandora's box and just unleash all of my feelings that I had towards the individual that I deemed was responsible for the end result here as to why we were here, the actions that led to what had happened that brought us to this point. You want to talk about anger. You want to talk about pure, unadulterated venom. I had it running through my veins. But as I was listening to this girl talk, I could see something plain as day. I, I, I saw it in her eyes. I heard it in her voice. That regret, that remorse. That's something that she's going to deal with for the rest of her life. And yeah, I could have cut a promo on her that would have reduced her to a sober, <laughs> sobbing mess. But karma was going to do my work for me. It had already started. And that chick is going to go through the rest of her life. It may not be as frequent of a thought, but it's for the rest of her days. That is going to be in the very back of her mind. That she may have, and she did, played a role in all of that. That's her life sentence. How do you think she feels? You're looking at me right now, you're thinking that it doesn't really go that far. Yeah. Yeah, it does. More often than you think, because it doesn't get reported, it doesn't get highlighted, it doesn't make your news feed on Facebook. There are consequences for every action. And you need to be held accountable for that. You need to understand that. It may be a one and done thing to you, but to those who are affected by it, that crap lingers on, man. And it will eat a, eat a person from the inside out.
you need to think about that every time you're about to open your mouth or you start pecking away on a on a vert or a, a electronic keyboard to post something on social media there are actions and then there are reactions there are there are ramifications for what you do what you say you need to remember that because you do not want to be that person that has to live with that guilt for the rest of your life. You don't want that. Now, where does this stem from? It stems from that void I mentioned a little bit ago. There's a disconnect. Something's not firing on all cylinders. Now, when you hear of situations that actually do make headlines, actually do make the news, how many times have you heard that it stemmed from something at home? A lot of times that's where it starts from. That's where it starts at. Because this behavior, this bullying behavior, statistically speaking, starts because of what they are exposed to at home. And the majority of that breakdown is with the parental units. What these kids hear, observe, in how their parents conduct themselves, and how and what they say, and what they think, and they feed off of that energy. And like they want to make dear old dad proud, so they're going to follow in his footsteps because that may be how he conducted himself. Like it's deemed some sort of uh, hierarchy thing. You know, the, the more people you can screw with and make cry and make feel bad, you know, the higher regard you're in. <laughs> Wrong. And dear old dad's wrong too. Stunned, right? I mean, I, but I don't know why. If you're as smart as you think you are, that should have been clue one. It's, it's what it is. It starts there. And it, I mean, it's not always just the parents. Make no mistake about it. And I realize that because there are some parents that are completely caught off guard when things like this are brought to their attention that their kid is indeed a butthole and this is what they've done to another student or whoever. They're stunned. They have no idea. But you start looking at your realms of entertainment, your video games, your music, your videos, uh, TikTok. Everybody is all about the TikTok and Instagram and, and all of this garbage. Because the act of being a decent person and to treat people decently has taken a back seat to your desire of going viral. That's what it's all about. You want to go viral. That supersedes everything. Because you would rather garner the attention of 100,000 strangers than the admiration of the people that you correspond with each and every day. Are you kidding me? 
you want to talk about uh, a breakdown in priorities, you're taught that from somewhere. Now, parents, I would suggest you take a much more vested interest in what is happening with your child's exposure to social media and other realms of entertainment and how it is affecting the psyche of your kid. That has, that falls on you. That is your responsibility. You are the parent. And like there's these BS guidelines of privacy. I want to make sure my kid has his privacy. Uh, when you don't know what is going on, you get things like Oxford happening or Columbine. A couple of, you know, some people, you know, <laughs> Columbine happened in 1999. And like people don't understand how huge that was. Do some research on it. Tell me what you think. Now, to the parents, I would suggest uh, if you are living in a fantasy land that your kid is perfect and does no wrong, I don't give a rat's ass how many A's he's got. Like, a kid's always doing something wrong. Some extremely minor, obviously. You know, by and large, there are a lot of good kids out there, but they're kids. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to say and do things that can be deemed detrimental. You have the opportunity and the obligation to correct that course of action before it becomes, you know, before the snowball effect, you know, starts taking shape here. And it becomes an avalanche that you cannot escape from. It's, that's on you. If they're living in your house, you have every damn right to investigate as to what they're looking at, what they're seeing, what they're exposed to, and adjust accordingly. I mean, if you are a parent that endorses and condones and you're okay with your kid treating another one like crap, you are a huge part of the problem. And you need to be put in check. Now there's the administrators, these governing bodies that are at the helm of these organizations and things of this nature that are tasked with providing an, an environment where everyone who is involved has a chance to flourish. Now in the case of schools, it can be your principals, it could be your teachers, your counselors, it could be the Board of Education. Every single one of them has an obligation to provide each and every student with ample opportunity to come to school every day in as positive and thriving of an environment to get the education that they are there to get. And when that is compromised, because of the acts of bullies, 
because of the acts of racism, because of the acts of any other less than favorable behavior that alters another individual's ability to get an education, you are failing. You are failing if you are allowing this to happen. And especially when it's brought to your attention and you do not act on it in the way or with the urgency that it deserves. I find this to be a, the case a lot when a student athlete is involved because apparently um, the number of championships, win-loss records, and things of this nature override the basic fundamentals of common uh, decency among your student body. Because if a star athlete is involved, that crap kind of goes under the radar because it could alter their participation in said sport. And if they can't be on the field or on the court or whatever, stepped up to the plate, uh, you know, their chance of winning that particular game may, may, be, may be reduced. And apparently that's what's important. It's not. That was very much on display in a local community, whereas where a entire sports program came under the spotlight because of racism and bullying against one of their fellow students and athletes that was of a minority race. And when it was brought out, when it was brought to administrators' attention, they tried to sweep it under the rug because it made their sports program look like crap. I went on the air on my podcast network and I point blank called them out and said, all of you need to be fired because they do. And I will maintain that. If you are an administrator or you are part of a governing body that oversees things of this nature, if you are not putting prior the proper priorities in check, you have failed and you need to be replaced. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it because I don't give a rat's ass how many championship banners you have hanging from your rafters. In the grand scheme of things, it means absolutely nothing. Not when it comes at the expense of common human, you know, decency. If that is your priority, and that is the course of action that you take with things of this nature, you have failed and you need to be replaced. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is none. Because you are in your positions for a reason. And you are also the first people that will, that will stand up after something bad has happened and say something to the effect of, we need to get to the bottom of this. 
We will not stand for this kind of behavior. Yeah, you are. You did. And this is what happened. I guess that's one of the one of the good things about social media is when a situation arises that's brought to administrators attention in an effort to get some help or support or some disciplinary action against somebody who has bullied somebody else and nothing gets done about it, then you create yourself a quote unquote paper trail because you can put all that stuff on social media, screenshots, the whole nine yards to really paint a damning picture. It wouldn't get that far if the administrators would just do their jobs that they are appointed to for a reason. You know what I mean? It's not that difficult. You make it that difficult. You make it that difficult because perception overrides decency. And that's a damn shame. It really truly is. Now, in closing, I want to say this. I don't care if you're one that's being bullied or I don't care if you are the bully. There's a problem. Opposite sides of the spectrum, but there's a problem. There is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help. If you're not getting it from your teachers or your counselor or your principal, there's other means to go about it. There are organizations in place in your community that deal with situations like this. If you feel like you're not getting the kind of support from the source at hand, then you can turn your, your attention to organizations like that. And I got news for you. They've got no problem of jumping in to curb things like this so that we don't have things like Columbine and Oxford and every other school district that's had to deal with a bullying problem that escalated to catastrophic circumstances. But you gotta, you gotta be all in on it, man. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you a nerd. It doesn't make you anything. It makes you human. And we do not deserve to be treated with anything less than at least a degree of respect. To the administrators, you are in your positions for a reason. You are appointed to your positions because people have deemed that you are competent enough to oversee an entire entity that by and large has the well-being of another person's child in the palm of your hand. That is a great power. And like the cliche goes, with great power comes great responsibility. You need to demonstrate that you are worthy of that responsibility. When you do not, you have deemed yourself to be incapable and you need to go either on your own accord or you will be removed 
by voting or whatever the process is. One way or the other, you cannot continue in your role. You are a failure. And you have no business being in the position that you are if you are failing. And I realize it's, uh, you know, that's a little bit gruff. I get it. I wouldn't want to hear that either. But hopefully it registers in your, in your brains. And if you, if you, you know, you know, you know what, if what you're doing is right or wrong, your conscience will tell you that, assuming you have one. And if you don't have one, well, that's even more reason for you not to be sitting at the head table during a school board meeting. I mean, you're kind of laying your own case out. You don't want to hear it, but that's the way it is. Because even in 2022, there is still black and white. There is still right and wrong. No matter how you slice it, just is. Set the example that you expect others to embark on. It starts at the top, man. And it works its way down. If there is strong leadership at the top, you will have a strong support system who will in turn train and teach the next generation to be strong successors in this thing we call life. You don't have to be a bully to get reactions. You don't have to be a bully to get that uh, affirmation that you are worth something. There's other ways to go about it, more, more positive, more productive ways. Shift your focus. Shift your focus on what good you can bring to the world instead of being just another contributor to the deterioration of our society now and moving forward. Break the circle. It's up to you. You can do it. It comes down to this. It's an old cliche. I've heard it for virtually all my life. And I will leave you with this. Before you say or do anything, is that something you would want to have done to you? In other words, do unto others as you would have done to you. You follow that philosophy, honestly and wholeheartedly. I feel like you will find that life is a little bit happier, a little bit brighter, with a hell of a lot less turmoil, conflict, and controversy. Go out every day and try to make a positive difference in somebody's life. You would be surprised at what good comes back around to your life. What you put out is what you get back. Do unto others as you would have done to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.